what? You have a podcast? Can we just take a second and fully abbreviate this moment together? Don't spare me on Thanksgiving. Hello and welcome to another episode of Recovery from Politics Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Frame, and today is Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. Yesterday was Revenge Day for the Republicans. I know a lot of people are going to focus on the rules, but... What I'd rather focus on is the fact that Kevin McCarthy, now Speaker, has denied committee uh, seats, not chairmanships, not the person holding the gavel, but just seats to three different Democratic Congress people. One of them is Ilhan Omar. The other is Schiff, who was pretty much uh, running a lot of the um, attacks against Trump for his various misdeeds. Uh, the third really doesn't bother me too much this is strictly revenge okay uh kevin mccarthy got up and said that this was going to happen a year ago okay uh at that time marjorie taylor green sent out threatening uh tweets and statements to alexandria ocasio-cortez okay she was literally threatening the life of a co-worker okay This would not be tolerated in any work environment, but there are certain privileges to being in Congress, and one of them is you get to keep coming to work even after you threaten the life of one of your co-workers. Eh? (laughs) Well, the Democrats weren't having any of it, and one moment I'll give Pelosi credit. She decided to stand up for one member of the squad and hold a vote saying that Marjorie Taylor Greene should not be sitting on any committees, that she would lose all of her seats. Now, in the past, this has been an effective way to basically kill a congressperson's career. Uh, if you have no seats, you have no microphone, you're, you're basically, you disappear into nothingness. Very few congresspeople have survived that in the past. Now, the miscalculation, of course, to the Democrats is all they did was help Marjorie Taylor Greene in the long run. The more they attack her, the more the right loves her, so on and so forth. Um, I'm not saying what they did was wrong. They should have done that, but I think they should have done more. I think they should have gone for full expulsion from the House. Uh, threatening the life of a co-worker, like I said, uh, I it's hard for me to imagine, even if you were the best worker on the floor of wherever it is you work that your boss would tolerate you threatening the life of somebody you work with somebody who's in the same building as you you would be frog marched out the door promptly so to just remove the committee memberships didn't okay fantastic you took away c-span like that that's really the only point of the committee chairs of that is to be there you get to ask the good questions uh you get to be on tv c-span uh the media the news input the beltway press they love committees they love when you're up there asking questions and getting answers or you know in the rights case they tend not to ask any questions they just get up there and pontificate uh like it's their own fox news show so uh but mccarthy in his defense of her on the floor of the house said that he would do this he said when we're in charge we're going to do this period and it's obvious that this was 
the attack. Now, they didn't go after Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez because I do think they kind of see it too as like, it's not going to hurt her. She's got her own brand right now. She doesn't need C-SPAN committee ships either. It, it's not going to affect her. In fact, it might bolster her, right? If it, It'd do the same thing. I imagine Marjorie Taylor Greene sent out a fundraising email, oh my God, the Democrats, and just brought in a mountain of money. I could see the same thing happening if they did that for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Meanwhile, Ilhan Omar's statements in the past have been taken wildly out of context. Uh, people who are not arguing in good faith uh, don't, don't take it. Me, I try really hard to see the best in people. And I'm sorry, if she's an anti-Semite, she's borderline at best. Uh, Ilhan Omar has said things like, God forbid... Maybe Israel should treat the Palestinians with some respect and human dignity. Uh, she's calling what is going on over there apartheid, and I'm sorry, it is. Um, I don't think it makes you anti-Semitic to say that a state is a bad actor and is acting badly, okay? Uh, if I say Iran is a piece of shit uh, country doing bad things, human rights violations, and killing people, and starting proxy wars all over the Middle East, uh, nobody assumes or accuses me of being anti-Muslim. Yet, for some reason, if you say the country of Israel is doing things you don't like and committing human rights atrocities, all of a sudden then it's, it's, a, it's whoa, 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 you are anti-Semitic right here. And that's the context in everything that she said. Okay, uh, and, and she's not wrong in anything she said either. Um, another thing she said in the past was that you know, they asked, somebody asked her a loaded question. She answered. She probably shouldn't have. It was a flippant remark, but I don't think it was anti-Semitic. She said what everyone knows is like, what will it take or, or why do, why does Congress consistently support Israel uh, when they do have these human rights abuses on their ledger? And she said, well, it's all about the Benjamins. Obviously, Ben Franklin's on some money. Uh she says that and everybody immediately accuses her of saying, oh, you're saying Jews have all the money and everything else. When she even said afterwards uh, that, look, it's not anti-Semitic to say that there are groups in this country who are Jewish, nothing wrong with that, who funnel campaign funds to Congress. Okay. It's the same thing as saying that Cory Booker takes money from the pharmaceutical industry, and that's why every time a health care bill comes up, he usually squashes it. I say usually because sometimes he can't avoid it. The, the avalanche is too much and his vote is needed. But it, it's not, I'm not anti-Cory Booker. I'm not anti-pharmaceutical for suggesting that they pump money into our elections, and that's why Congress people vote a certain way. I don't see what the huge controversy is to suggest that there are members of Congress who only support Israel, the country, because they are receiving campaign finances from them. Uh, I think an easy fix, which will never happen, but an easy fix would be, hey, let's say that foreign countries can't fucking campaign uh, over here. I know crazy idea right the only reason russia was in trouble was because they were trying to do it under the table <clears throat> so 
that's something going on there. Uh, revenge is the dish best served cold right now, and the Republicans are doing it. It does not shock me that this is happening. This was expected, especially after the long fight for the speakership gavel. It was uh, it was pretty certain. You know, I'm surprised, honestly, that he lets anybody from the Democratic side get seated. Um, I think he knows what an uproar that would cause. But, you know, these three members, they're not big names uh, unless you really pay attention to these things. Kevin McCarthy's probably hoping to continue to court the Jewish finance community that, that finances Congress by doing this. They did call for her to be suspended, to be removed from committees. And it doesn't help that Nancy Pelosi did not defend her at all. I mean... Say what you want about Kevin McCarthy and the Republican Party. When one of their members is accused, they all go to bat for them. I mean, really. This has been going on for a long time. They really just don't care. Uh, they, they go to bat for all of their members. Meanwhile, the Democrats purge and throw their own members under the bus all the time. Uh, remember, Al Franken amidst Me Too with Harvey Weinstein and all these other people literally raping women... And yet they equated that to Al Franken when he was not in Congress, when he was not running for Congress, when he was a comedian taking a funny photo with another consenting adult. And, and they went ahead and, and had him removed. Um, and I think that's ridiculous. And I think almost every Democrat would admit that was a huge mistake. Hindsight. But, you know, none of the Democrats bothered to defend him. None of them wanted to touch it. Uh, one thing... So I've respected Jodie Foster, the actress and director, for a very long time. One of the things I respected her for was after Mel Gibson's little meltdown uh, run-in with the police where he was drunk off his ass and did say some anti-Semitic things, um, people asked her why she was still friends with him. They had a friendship, and in fact, they even worked uh, on a movie, I believe it was called The Beaver. She directed, he starred... Um, and they did ask her, you know, how can you still be friends with somebody who does this? And she said, my friend's going through a rough time. I didn't want to abandon him. You know, she wasn't defending what he said. She didn't, you know, agree with him or anything. Uh, I think she takes the same turn as me is like, yeah, he was, uh, he was an addict going through some shit. Like. Sober Mel probably is not anti-Semitic at all. Probably thinks a normal response to the state of Israel and has no regard for, you know, whether or not it's Jewish. Just said, hey, I wish Israel would treat Palestinians fine. And drunk Mel is obviously completely crazy. And I'll tell you, if you've ever met an addict, they'll tell you that that's how this works, right? You, you really don't have control. It's weird that we go ahead and we blame people 100% for that, and I do think we need to have a little more, but, you know, point is, she did not abandon her friend just because he said something stupid. Yes, it was stupid. Yes, it was hurtful. Yes, he's a huge celebrity, and people do pay attention to huge celebrities, but you don't abandon those people, and what ended up happening with Ilhan Omar and some others was the Democrats offer absolutely no defense. And that's something that I definitely disliked about uh, Nancy Pelosi as a leader of the party. 
she was very clear she wanted nothing to do with Ilhan Omar or the squad. And really outside of the Marjorie Taylor Greene versus AOC thing, she's never went to bat for any of them. And that really bothers me uh, because she was clearly stating they are over there. We are over here. And I didn't care for that. Um, so I was obviously very thrilled that she's stepping aside and letting somebody else in. I hope that they can offer uh, more of a defense. And we'll see how that works out with the, the committee thing. Um, this won't sink, I don't think, any of those particular Congress people. I don't think this tactic works the way that it used to. This is theatrics. That's all it is. It's it's nothing serious anymore. Like I said, we, we live in a social media environment where most Congress people don't need C-SPAN. They don't need to be there. Okay, they really don't. Um, you know, uh, if anything, this frees up those three Congress people to go fundraise or work their communities a little harder. I mean, it doesn't mean that they can't, you know, put forth legislation. Not that it'll go anywhere because they're in the minority and the majority is not going to see anything. So... Uh, that's, that's, you know, the first thing that I wanted to address, uh, this morning. The second thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, some, a celebrity, at least on the right has passed. Apparently they've been fighting COVID-19 for almost two months since Thanksgiving. They've been hospitalized and they finally succumbed to it recently. Uh, this person was Diamond from the duo Diamond and Silk, if you've ever heard of them. Uh, Trump had them at the White House. He was a huge supporter because they were two black women who were huge mega Trump supporters. Um, I was kind of hoping most of these people that were out front and had a successful brand were not really believing the bullshit they were slinging. But it turns out that Diamond was very much a believer. And so when the vaccine was presented, she dismissed it, causes autism, all that other BS. She was a complete conspiracy riddled lunatic and she died because of it. Okay, uh, the people who die from COVID these days are the unvaccinated. Only the unvaccinated are really dying. There might be one or two people, but usually there's complicating situations. It's like, yeah, they had COVID, but also they, you know, were recovering from a heart attack like six months ago. So they're still in the throes. You know, th those are the kinds of people who are passing technically from COVID are usually there's secondary issues. But she was saying don't get vaccinated. She was an anti-vaxxer and she passed. Now, there are more than a few people who are enjoying this moment obviously it's it's a lot of schadenfreude i'm kind of saddened by it we we have failed the diamonds in our midst um this was somebody who fell down a rabbit hole that many of us have and they died because of it this isn't the first time it won't be the last but I hope it does, maybe, hopefully, I mean, if you want a silver lining, something like this really does jar you awake, like, oh no, this shit is real, right? Like, it's not, it's, it is a disease that kills, okay? And you can hope that you are healthy enough to withstand it, but I keep going back, again, there were athletes in college 
prime of their lives in the best shape of their lives who had to give up their sport because now they have a pre-existing heart condition for the rest of their life or their lungs don't function properly or it derailed their entire athletic careers we as athletes only have a very short window for most sports and even to be derailed a year or two because of long covid or some other thing i mean that that can wreck your dream and long covid's no joke there are people who they just they they still can't walk around the block because they just can't get enough oxygen and they haven't had covid in months okay some people caught this thing when it first hit and they still have symptoms it's left scar tissue on their internal organs that will maybe never heal this is a very real thing and those were the reports that scared me like i don't give a fuck if a disease kills me it's not like i can do anything about it right like i can take all the precautions i can wear gloves i can wash my hands i can wear a mask obviously but once i catch it like if it's gonna kill me it's gonna kill me i i really can't do anything about it and when it comes to things like that i i kind of you know throw up my hands eh, what, what are you gonna do but when I start hearing, you know, you know, so death doesn't scare me if, especially if it's something you can't control, right? When it comes to death, the thing that really bothers me is I'm going to die because of something that I did, a habit that I had, or, you know, I was being a dumbass one day and, you know, tried to climb on my roof with a shaky ladder or something, you know, I don't want to be on the Darwin Awards and I certainly don't want to die from a preventable disease uh, via lifestyle or habit. That's, that's my fear, right? I, I fear that because I, I hate the idea of dying because you made a bad choice, but I don't fear dying just randomly. Like it doesn't, what are you going to do? You can't control it. It would suck because obviously there's things I still want to do in this world, but that kind of thing doesn't bother me. But if you told me, Hey, there's this disease. And if you catch it, there's a possibility, a very high likelihood that you will have this thing called long COVID. And it's like having the disease for the rest of your fucking life. Okay. I am a father of two boys who are still in elementary school. The idea of barely being able to walk around the block or get out of bed because my heart or lungs can't take it. Are you shitting me? I don't want that. Like, I'm one of the people that, uh, you know, if you told me, Kyle, you have stage four cancer, it's absolutely inoperable. We're not even going to try to save you. You got to you got to get your life in order because you're going to die within six months and by the way those last three months are just gonna suck you're gonna sit there on bed wishing you were dead waiting for it to happen i'm one of those people who's like fuck you i'll sign up for the for uh whatever the the magic drink or whatever i gotta do i live in washington state and they totally do that here and i'm fine with that i do not want my last few moments of this life being in agonizing pain wishing for death I think that's a horrible way to go out, and I do believe in death with dignity. But in this case, you're talking about long COVID. Yeah, you're not going to die. It's just going to suck for decades. I mean, we really don't know the long, the really long-term effects. We've only, we're, this is still a relatively new disease. 
okay? I mean, really, I hope that I'm alive in 20 years and can see just what long COVID became. Was long COVID just a thing that sucked for a couple years and, and then you got better? Or 20 years from now, are there going to be people who can't move without oxygen tanks and they're only in their 30s because they caught this shit as a kid? Like, seriously, this this thing is, that scares the crap out of me. I don't want to be, and I'm not talking about disabled, okay? There, there's a difference between being disabled or handicapped and, and this, okay? This is pain. This is inability to function at even a basic level, okay? Uh, we're not talking, oh, I lost my hand and now I have to learn how to write left-handed, which, and I'm not making light of that that is that is a very serious thing but like you can adapt you can still function and experience life to the fullest uh without a limb right you can still see movies watch your kids grow up uh watch your team win the big game listen to music all the all the things that you love to do chances are you can still do them if you lose a limb you know you'll still be a witness to the world in a positive light there's no need for your life to end because of this. You can still live a very fulfilling, happy life. But if you're telling me that I have to live in a constant state of I can't leave my house because I physically can't catch my breath to get out my door. That is hell. That's not a disability. That's that's fucking hell. And it may not be the reason I die, but I mean... <laughs> God, that, that's just, that's mind-blowing to me. Um, so, you know, when I tell people, please, please get vaccinated, please, for fuck's sake, there are too many scary stories. The only people dying right now are the unvaccinated. The people who catch the disease and really have the roughest time tend, tend to already have some bad healthy habits going in. You know, they're, uh, they don't work out, they're obese, uh, maybe they're type two diabetic. They've got five or six other issues they got to deal with, you know, and so your lifestyle does matter. You know, you need to really, I think I was hoping and it's still early. So maybe this hope will bear out, but I was hoping that COVID would kind of shock this country into a health craze a bit where it's like, Hey, this disease will kill you or at least leave you pretty fucked up if you don't start taking your health seriously. Um, but unfortunately, I think the isolation and our technology kind of converged at just the right moment with this disease that it ended up having the opposite effect. People were isolated. They were lonely. They were scared. What do we all do when we're lonely and scared? We, we, we seek comfort in things that in the long term are unhealthy for us. You know, that, that evolutionary impulse to imbibe whatever your you know, go-to is, be it salty, crunchy, or sweet, and savory, or whatever, that is there for a reason. It's an evolutionary thing that keeps us going, that keeps us alive. The problem is, is that in our current society, we are doing it every day. It was meant to be a very short window of our lives. Hey, this horrible thing happened, so you're going to turn to this other thing that makes you a little bit happy to make it through this horrible thing that happened. But the way that our country and the way that our society is designed right now, we are all turning to the short-term fix long-term.
and that's why we're having so many problems that we are it is it is very damaging to all of us and we really need to find a way to work past it so you know I, i'm not going to be shot and freud about this i know that diamond their public persona was not good i don't think there was a net positive by them being there i'm sure much like i said before about people like andrew tate or elon musk maybe she had the right message at the right moment for somebody and it's part of their evolutionary growth and they grow past it um maybe you could say that's there i don't know i never i never listened to her i knew she was a conspiracy kook i the few times i did see her she was talking election denial and anti-vax and that's immediately a turnoff for me so i i don't know what else she was saying i don't know what else she was trying to sell so that's something that you know hopefully it's a wake-up call to people who maybe followed her or were in the MAGA movement who haven't been vaccinated. You know, we were kind of hoping this, uh, who was it, Ben Carson, that there was a there was a Republican who was a big Trumper who ended up uh, passing because of COVID because they weren't vaccinated, and I was hoping that would be a shock. Um, I don't know if it was Ben Carson or not. Uh, but maybe this is. Maybe this is that moment that snaps somebody out of the psychosis and they're like, oh my God, this thing is real. You know, it is killing people that I listen to who told me it wasn't real. So, you know, uh, please, 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 please get vaccinated. If you live in an area where you're really concerned about it, wear a mask. I know nobody's wearing a mask right now. That's the only reason I don't. I know that the masks don't really defend you the more so than other people. If I'm feeling ill, I wear one. Um, but I think now that's just common sense going forward you know even if it is just the common cold yeah just wear a mask man nobody wants that crap um you know I, I don't see the problem with that uh i don't think you have to go crazy i still see people at my grocery store wearing mask uh they they have special glasses on they got rid of the face masks the uh the the, the clear transparent stuff uh but instead they they have these huge glasses and they'll wear a uh, big huge blue uh, gloves, uh, the, the kind surgeons wear, uh, when they go grocery shopping and you know, I, I don't, I don't know their situation. I'm not going to mock them. I, I don't think they're going overboard. Like I said, maybe they have a condition. Maybe they have somebody at home who they're just like, look, they cannot catch this. Um, so I'm not going to judge anybody. I hope nobody else does either. I know there are some people who would feel it necessary to confront a person like that and i don't know what's wrong with those people um but you know if you really need to i'm not going to judge you i say do what you think is best for you and your family but please get vaccinated please 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 all of that um which is going to bring me to our third and final story that I'm, I didn't want to talk about too much, and I, I don't want to talk about it too much because the story's new. And I hate talking about new stories when we don't know everything. So some people, especially on the right, are crowing right now that President Biden is now suddenly guilty of the exact same thing as Donald Trump because of documents. Now, it should be noted that this story is very new and we don't know everything. I'm asking a lot of my friends to just, hey, you know, we have months 
of details and story about the whole Trump Mar-a-Lago documents thing. We have less than 24 hours about Biden. Here is what we do know. They were closing up an office, not a private residence, an office. Lawyers discovered 10 documents, 10 or about 10, depending on which news source you read. It's either 10 exactly or about 10. Of those, only a few of them, so not even all 10, were marked classified. The lawyers identified it. They immediately called the National Archives and informed them of it. The archives had no idea these documents were missing or had questions about anything. The very next day, the National Archives came in. They retrieved the documents. That's it. That's the story. The White House says they are fully cooperating with the Department of Justice. Merrick Garland has said he has ordered a particular U.S. attorney who was uh, appointed by Trump. So I don't think you can you can claim this is a Democratic fix or a hoax or anything. If anything, Merrick Garland is very good at being really sure and safe about making sure nothing's partisan on his watch because, you know, the right cares about that. Um, but, yeah, this isn't, you know, Biden didn't immediately say, how dare you come into my place because he invited them in. Uh, he didn't ignore or, you know, discard or lie straight up to the National Archives. You know, he just... Hey, we found these. My bad. Come get them. Uh, I was in the Navy. I was surrounded constantly by classified materials all the time. I remember in the Navy, us low-level guys, guess what? Some people took shit home. The cops were never called. They were never involved. Nobody even came onto our ship to, like do anything. The ship did an internal audit and they weren't there. It wasn't punitive. It may have gone up on their eval. So, okay, they got shitty evals that year, but, but that was it. That's the end of it because most people, I mean, you have to understand there are millions, possibly I would say billions of classified documents in America alone. And there are millions of people that work around them every single day. This is a very common occurrence. People misplace. People take things home. People just don't think, okay? They take things home. You know what happens? Nothing. The only time something happens with classified documents is when somebody tries to cover it up, when somebody tries lying, when somebody tries, oh, I didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, that kind of shit, you know? Uh, and, and that is a huge deal. Like most people, I mean, I knew people who took shit home and were like, oh fuck. And we would laugh at them. That's all that would happen. Cause nobody, everybody knew like intent matters in these things. Like what was your intent? Like, okay. So there was a big deal made about a couple years ago when Trump went ahead and took the secret clearance away from some former director of an agency, be it the CIA, FBI, whatever. And he took his thing because he didn't like what the guy was saying about him on MSNBC. It was total revenge. So he just killed the guy's security clearance. Okay, fine. The reason that was a big deal is because, okay, say you're, you're reading classified material and you're taking notes on it, right? Just things that pop out to you. Those notes are now classified to the exact same level as the document you're reading. So if you're reading 
a classified document, it is your notes are now classified. If you're reading a secret document and you're taking notes on that, the notes are secret. Top secret, top secret. That it's it's a straight lateral transfer, right? Your notes are that way. You even we even had special stamps that we would stamp our notebook because literally we got the notebook from like Staples, right? It's that they're not special notebooks or pens, but we would go ahead and stamp on there, secret or whatever the hell it was. And that would indicate to everybody, okay, that needs to go back in the safe or whatever. And then your notes are kept in a safe. You can't take your notes home. You can't do anything with them. Same thing I imagine digitally once it got to that point. So point is, everybody takes notes on these things. And the reason it was a big deal way back with Trump removing that guy is because somebody at that level has meetings and everything all the time. And every time they have a meeting, they take notes on it because they have to remember this shit. And say hypothetically... 10 years down the line, uh, another president calls him up and is like, hey, didn't you have relations with so-and-so who's over here? Well, like, that, that guy's the president over in this country. What do you know about him? And the guy's like, oh, you know what? It'd really help if I could go check my notes. He still has a security clearance. He can go to his old haunts, ask for the notes. The notes are removed from whatever safe they're in. He can go over his own handwritten notes and be like, oh, yeah, now I totally remember. That jogs my memory. By removing that person's security clearance, they now no longer have access to their own notes. This cuts off a lifeline for people like the president who need uh, firsthand experience or knowledge with this person. Okay, unless Biden has reinstated this person's security thing, if ever there came a point where it was like, hey, who is the expert on this one subject? Oh, it was that guy. Well, he doesn't have a clearance anymore, so we can't bring him in. You know, he can't review his own notes. We, we can't talk to him. Okay. Um, but the point is, is like these things, they, they really do happen. Okay. This is not the national archives was knocking on fucking Joe Biden's door at the white house. Like, Hey man, where the fuck are these documents for months asking for them to be returned and, uh, lawyers saying, Oh no, we totally pinky promised search the entire premises and we didn't find anything like this is not a one-to-one -one ratio. This is not apples to apples. This is this is absolutely nothing. It's crazy to me that people are being mad about this. Again, I caveat all of this with, this is a new story and we only have the very few details we have. What I do know for a fact, Biden's lawyers found something. Biden's lawyers called the authorities and said, hey, we found this stuff. The authorities came and collected it. At no point did anyone say, oh no, I declassified those documents in my head and those are fucking mine and you can't take them and why are you on my property? Like none of that shit happened. None of it. It sounds so run of the mill. I went through all the newspapers. I went, if you listen to NPR's Up First, they don't even bring it up. It's that much of a fucking nothing burger. They don't bring it up. My local Seattle Times doesn't bring it up. Washington Post has it. It is not the top story. Okay, you've got to scroll down to find it. The Guardian mentions it. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Daily Beast brings it up, but only in an opinion section that says, hey, dickweeds, these two things are not the same. These are totally different things. And every expert in the world is coming out and saying the same thing. When you have this much fucking classified material in your country and this many people who can read it and see it and maybe write notes on it and take it home with them, this shit's going to happen. And normally no one cares. Like no one would be prosecuting Donald Trump right now for stealing secrets 
If when the National Archives said, hey, do you know where the fuck these are? He was just like, oh yeah, they were accidentally brought here in the box or maybe even admit, yeah, I took them because I thought they were mine. And then his lawyers obviously come in and go, actually, Mr. President, they are not yours. They are the product, pro you know, uh, they are government property. You need to give them back. And then he's like, oh, okay, cool. And he gives them back. No one would prosecute Trump over this. This shit happens all the time with low-level everybody. If you think, if you're one of those people who are like, you know, if I did this, I'd be dragged out and arrested right now because that's how it is and the system's all two-faced and corrupt. No, actually, this is a situation where you want the system to be a little lenient because, again, there are so many documents, so many people seeing them. This shit happens regularly. Now, could you say, hey, we need to have you know, an adjustment to our laws, maybe change some of our practices so that it doesn't happen more often. Hey, I'm all for that. But if you say you actually want to charge and prosecute the sitting president of the United States for this, I'm calling bullshit. I'm sorry. This is, if you prosecute him, because I guarantee you, this is not a case where the average guy would have gone to jail. This is not that. Okay, because the average guy, people like me who are in the Navy dealing with stuff and we're we're in our 20s and we've never been to college and we're just we're just on a ship reading classified shit and that we'll never be able to repeat again. Right. And our own advancement is dependent on our knowledge of this stuff. Like we were forced to read classified material to progress and and advance like we had to know these things had to. Or we would just fail miserably at our jobs. There's just so much going on that the average everyday human being in our government who does this, the the way you avoid trouble is just raise your hand and be like, hey, boss, I was an idiot and I took my notebook home. It was in my backpack. I totally spaced. My bad. And then your boss is like, yeah, I don't fucking do that again. Thank you. Done. Literally, 99 times out of 100, that is the extent of the problem. And that's what's going on here. Only now, because it's the president's level or the vice president's level in this case, you know, you've got DOJ involved. You've got Merrick Garland going ahead and assigning a Trump attorney to it. You've, of course, got the Republicans in the House, Comer, that asshole's just crowing about it. And they're playing the whataboutism game. It is not the same. It is only the same surface level. If you just said, hey, two people misplaced secured documents and only one of them is being prosecuted. Yes, that is a problem. We should definitely look into that. That is horseshit. If one of them is prosecuted, both of them should be. But I'm telling you, there is so much more to this and we just scraping the bare minimum. The like, And it's a nothing burger. It really is. These people so desperately want to make Joe Biden corrupt they're crowing. And if you think, oh, I can't believe Joe Biden would open himself up to this. Don't you know what Fox News will do? Hey, guess what? Fox News is going to bullshit through this story like nobody's business, just like they do everything the fuck else. And if there was no story, they'd make it up. Do you remember the whole controversy over Obama wearing a tan suit using, you know, gourmet mustard on a fucking hot dog? Uh, having a beer summit, like he had to have a fucking beer summit because he spoke without thinking once about a local police matter, right? Like this is ridiculous. Fox, the right wing, does not need real stories. They will and have proven to just make shit up. 
So the whole like, oh my god, he just gave them all this ammo. No, he really didn't. He did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do. If anything, the left right now should not be obfuscating or trying to push back. They should be coming out and saying, yeah, this is what should have happened. We found materials. Oops. So we called people and we gave them back. Done. Congratulations. There's no need to FBI raid somebody's house. And honestly, if I were Biden, I'd be like, fucking bring it. Seriously, if I was, I would even be like, hey, I just told the director of the FBI, I want the FBI to go through all my private residences and dig through and find nothing. Not that it would matter, because I guarantee you the second he does that, guess what the right wing is going to do? Well, the FBI is in on it. After all, Congress is investigating the FBI for being a partisan institution. So it doesn't fucking matter. You should not be getting mad over this. You should not be losing sleep over this. This is not something anybody should have a shit about. Again, it's a very new story. If 24 hours, 72 hours, a month from now, we find out, oh no, actually, President Biden stole nuclear fucking secrets and was planning on selling them to Putin, then we've got some problems. And then I'll change my tune. But as of right now, this sounds like every single other instance me at my low-ass level in the United States Navy dealt with regularly. It's not a big deal. The cops were never called. Investigations were never had. The only thing that happened was people would sit there. You'd have the enlisted guy, his chief, his department head. And maybe the XO, maybe, maybe, if for some reason they didn't like the department head, right? But but that's it. You're, you, your chief, your division officer, department head, definitely. And after that, maybe the XO, maybe. If it's a big deal and the captain has nothing else on his fucking thing to do that day, he might show up. But otherwise, that's it. It's an administrative thing. It's a meeting and it's not punitive. It's usually just... Okay, so tell us what happened, what led to this, how can we prevent this from happening again? It's a normal, normal thing. Please breathe. Do not freak out about it. It's fine. Wait for the experts. Let's let the story grow. Uh, I only felt like I had to say something. You know, I would have waited till tomorrow to do this because I'm sitting here. I'm like, I literally just read the articles on this. It sounds like nothing. And most of the, you know, big outlets aren't even talking about it because it's that much of a fucking nothing burger. Uh, so I really wanted to wait a day, but uh, I did see a lot of people, like more than one, seriously, a lot of people socially and just on the online, like losing their ever loving fucking mind over this. And it wasn't the right wing. Cause again, the right wing will go crazy. It doesn't matter. Okay. It really doesn't. If Joe Biden catches a fucking cold and sneezes during a, during a speech, they're going to say he has COVID and is dying. Okay, that, that's just where they're going to go. They really don't give a fuck. But the thing is, it's like I was sitting here and I'm like, I'm seeing allies starting to go after Biden and like, dude, what the fuck? Are you that stupid? And it's like, he's a human. He's a human in an impossible job. The presidency is an impossible job. I don't think you can succeed at that job anymore. You can just mitigate how shitty you're going to be as president. Okay. But at the end of the day, they're human beings. We don't even know if Biden actually touched any of these fucking documents. We don't. 
here's what we do know. Trump used to show people who showed up to Mar-a-Lago and paid a fee to get in his stuff because he liked to show off. I don't, I honestly don't think he was trying to sell any of this shit. Now, if you told me Jared was, sure. But Trump himself, honestly, he probably just liked showing everybody the do, the top secret folders and was like, check this shit out. Look what I got. It's so awesome. Like, that's him. That's not Biden. Biden doesn't give a fuck. This, this is, this is, yeah. It's such a stupid thing. Please let it go. Again, if tomorrow it comes out that it was totally nefarious and there's all this bullshit, I'm fine with that. But I tell you exactly where this is going to go. Comer and Jim Jordan, Jordan, who were already going after Biden because his son posted some dick pics on a laptop, are going to investigate this. And it's going to be nothing. Just like Benghazi was nothing, just like Hillary's emails were nothing, this is not a reason to suddenly be like, but her emails, because this is the same shit. They don't care. The right doesn't care. You didn't lose any voters with this. You didn't gain any with this. This is just something for one side to crow about and say, oh, but what about? Because that's what they do with everything. And if they don't have it, they're going to make it up. And they even do it preemptively because, again, no one is investigating Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, Eric Trump, Don Trump Jr. Nobody's investigating them, right? Yet Hunter Biden's getting investigated. They're preempting that investigation. So now if the DOJ suddenly was like, actually, we found out Jared Kushner is selling secrets to the Saudis, the Republicans already have an answer. I guarantee you they're going to be like, this is political revenge because we went after Joe Biden's son. It's built in. It is built in. They already know it. It is there. Fox News won't even have to like miss a, skip a beat. They already have the video. The speeches on the teleprompter are just raring to go for the day that they announce a major investigation into Donald Trump's children. It's already there. And the first thing you're going to see is it's revenge because we went after Joe Biden's son. Clear as day. They don't need it. They made it up. It's bullshit. Anyway. That was our show today. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Um, this is 97, I believe. And we're uh, hoping to get to 100 by the end of the week. So Friday's show should be fun. Uh, you know, uh, I am going to be getting more into what's going on in Congress because that is very important to me. Uh, one thing that did slip by was uh, they tried to defund the IRS yesterday. Yeah, because that's important. That's totally what everybody was screaming about, you know, when they were talking about inflation and and job security and oil prices you know i remember them always saying we're going to defund the irs that was that was always a thing and and the cbo report came out and said actually even though we're you know spending uh, i'm gonna mess up the numbers here like 80 billion on it uh it would have generated a net income of like 150 so by defunding this they have success they would have successfully you know, removed all of that money. They actually would have cost the government money by doing it. Um, so, but again, it's it's not going anywhere. It's performative. They know it's not going anywhere. It's going to the Senate. Chuck Schumer's not even going to bring it up for a vote. Does that suck? Yes. But at the same time, who gives a fuck? I think he should bring it up for a vote. Bring it up for a vote and fucking just just kill it. You've got the you've got the majority. Bring it up for a vote. Let the Republicans filibuster this shit. Seriously, bring it up for a vote, win 51-49, and then be like, hey, the House gave us some shit, we tried to pass it, oh well, we thought it was crap. Like, seriously, if I was Chuck Schumer, that would be my stepping stone. That, that would be that would be my go-to. They wanted to do this, 
sure, let's get everyone on the fucking record and then fail it because it's not going anywhere. And even if it did hypothetically pass, they're not getting a two-thirds majority and Biden is not signing this shit. So really don't worry about it. I say if you're Chuck Schumer, go ahead and just take whatever the house gives you. Go for it. Run with it. That would be me. But what do I know? Uh, you know, I only follow this stuff for a living. So anyway, uh, that's our show. Please, please, please get vaccinated. If you haven't already, wear a mask if you think it's appropriate. It's all good. Uh, fight oppression everywhere. It's always bad. Iran, Ukraine, hearts go out to you. And we will see you hopefully tomorrow. Are you not entertained? Thanks again for listening. If you want to support the show, please like, subscribe, and share wherever you get your podcasts.